Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. This is a space where we seek to create and cultivate healthy conversations between those things we geek out on and the philosophical and theological questions that often arise out of our fandoms. Like, what does it mean to be human? What makes a hero? What makes a villain? How do the stories and narratives we geek out on shape how we live in the world? We are your priests to the geeks. We aren't all ordained, but we see ourselves as mediators at the intersection of geek culture and going deeper in our faith. We don't always have to agree, but we do respect each other. And we see everyone as a beloved child of God. Everyone geeks out on something, so come geek out with us and enjoy the show. You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Are you feeling like you're having a deja vu right now? Probably, most likely. Uh, are you thinking that you've heard or seen this episode of Systematic Ecology before? Uh, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Could you have learned something new since the last time we talked about the movie Groundhog Day? We certainly hope so. Happy Groundhog Day, everyone. I hope that you had your Groundhog Day stockings filled with all the things you had hoped for. I, I hope that maybe you got a Groundhog Day uh, card from a loved one, and maybe you got your Groundhog gift that, that you wanted and you wrote and sent a, a letter out to St. Groundhog, and they brought that in the middle of the night and dropped it underneath your Groundhog tree. I'm hoping that that is a part of your Groundhog Day celebrations. And yep, yep, we're going to talk about the movie Groundhog Day again. And so that's our bit. That's what we're doing. It's meta. We love doing this. It's a cheesy, corny joke that, uh, of course, Joshua and I just love. And certainly I can't talk about this movie by myself. I have to bring on some friends. And so I am happy uh, to bring on my friend, Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing? What are you up to today? I am good. I'm down to talk about this because it's been a busy week at work. And I'm always down to talk about one of the great Bill Murray, Harold Ramis classics anytime yeah. but they, i love the meta joke of this doing an, an episode every year on the same like that's pretty perfect and but yeah. i think it's i mean we'll get more into it but i think a movie like this it it's well worth um revisiting annually and you're gonna get different perspectives from it and, um and particularly the other guests you brought on today i'm really curious to see their perspective for we'll get into that why but um but yes yeah. this will be a fun discussion that's a good teaser. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I let's bring let's bring her up. Here you. Here she is, Jennifer, yeah. my friend Jennifer, a fellow Lutheran minister. We go way back to the beginning of my beginning days here in Chapel Hill at Holy Trinity, and I've been trying to get Jennifer on this podcast for a while. We finally found a reason uh, to do that, an opportunity. Jennifer, how are you? What are you up to? Where are you today? Um, I I'm okay. <laughs> Life's a bit frazzly right now. I am in Cortland, New York. Okay. Uh, I moved here two months ago. So, yeah, uh, the blizzard bit that I, c I could relate to. I appreciated oh the weather. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what am I up to? I'm pastor life. 
pastor life. Part-time pastor life. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we talked about the different when you're moving from Chapel Hill up to New York. We were like, yeah, I think we think we can handle you can handle the weather and maybe look forward to some snow. But I don't I think you guys have had a lot of snow over the last. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's I like look out the window and I'm like, oh, it's snowing again. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is not- what it does. It may not thaw out until springtime. So you can really relate to the aspect of, of Groundhog Day being snowed in. Yes. <laughs> Stuff we didn't plan, but glad it, 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 it all comes together with, with this right here. Well, what we do um, uh, here at Sismicology, we, we kind of break the ice with them, um, break the snow, break the ice, uh, pave the roads with, with what we're geeking out on these days. And so, uh, Jennifer, I'm going to have you uh, go yeah. first since you're the guest of honor and first time on uh, Sismic Geekology. What are you geeking out on? And perhaps like if you had to boil down like your favorite fandom or thing you geek out on, what would that be? And again, there's no wrong answers. It could be I geek out on um, making snowmen. Uh, I don't know. But uh, it could be Star Wars. It could be anything. Uh, what are you geeking out on lately? And then what would you say is like your main main fandom? Okay. Uh, lately, I'm geeking out on um, PBS British Murder Mysteries. Nice. Uh it, it has helped it feel a little more like home, mm-hmm. especially uh, the Duke and Mrs. Scarlet, Ooh. or Miss Scarlet and the Duke, whichever way it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I'm ahead of what they're showing on TV, so I don't, I don't want to talk about it in case I say something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> someone's uh, adventure. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that happens here. Just make out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, long term geeking out, a definitely Mandalorian fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Star Wars, but I really love that series. Um, and Legos, nice, Just, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to like angle toward my Mandalorian poster in the background, but you can faintly see it, you can faintly oh, yeah, see it yeah, in the yeah. background by the bookshelf, but yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I can't quite get all the way back there right now, but yeah, right on. Oh, all three of us. So here we go. We'll just make a make a um, understanding and a pact and a covenant right now that when that movie comes out, one year, two years, four years, five years from now, when that movie comes out, all three of us will come back on and talk. I think I'll make a pact that I'll go see it with Kevin in Raleigh at the Mm -hmm. Alamo Draft House. No, we'll do that. I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) And then we'll talk about it afterward. Cool, cool. Thanks, Jennifer. Yeah, glad glad you can geek out with us. Kevin, what are you geeking out on? Well, so I'm still going through Smallville. I mentioned that on the last episode. Um, So I've gone pretty deep into that. I'm like on season two, and I'm also listening to a rewatch podcast with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum. Um, But the Mm -hmm. other one, so since it's a movie episode and I'm a big movie buff, on Netflix right now, they've curated a list of movies that were released in 1974. And they're going to be doing this throughout the year. Like it's 1974, then 84, then 94 and so on and so forth because we're in 2024. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool day. So like I'm going through, like there's a couple on there I've seen like Chinatown and stuff, but like, um, but I just watched two that I'd never seen before. One was Alice doesn't live here anymore, which is an early Scorsese film. Um, The other was the gambler with James Caan. So both they're all kind of 74. The seventies were this like, era of like dark noir um thrillers and stuff like that so that's predominantly what it's going to be i imagine 84 is going to be totally different so <laughs> i'm really i think that's going to be a big part of my movie watching this series going through each of those lists as they come out um i think there will be some really unique um choices there that that's cool yeah i i even uh date pop culture 
in like BSW and uh, ASW before Star Wars, after Star Wars. So when I think of 1974, it's three uh-huh. years uh-huh. before Star Wars even hit the screen. So people don't even know what oh, they're yeah. doing. Dark Noirs, they're like, oh man, this is before Star Wars even emerged onto the scene. And then 84, man, that's, you know, we're talking after Return of the Jedi stuff, like the completed trilogy, change of the game. I, I do think of, you know, when I was born, of course, predate, uh, think of dates uh, in terms of the birth uh, of Christ, well, but also like, when Star Wars emerged onto the scenes, <laughs> some of the things I, I think about. In the year yeah. of our, in the year yeah. of our Jedi, uh, you know. In the uh, year of our Jedi, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I um. So when I'm geeking out, people know that I geek out on a lot of different stuff: Star Wars, surfing, comics. But um, I also geek out on college basketball. And uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's a big sporting event coming up. No, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about Carolina versus duke this saturday and um i I had someone give me tickets i'm going to my first ever carolina duke basketball game i've been a lot of carolina basketball games never been to carolina duke game in all the years of of watching carolina basketball so i will be there in the dean dome watching live carolina versus duke and i'm extremely nervous about it uh but um you know win or lose it's going to be a fun game it's going to be a loud uh dome and uh we still carolina fans we still hold over uh duke's head that we beat them in the final four so no matter how many times they beat us in the regular season guess what we beat you in the final four okay so i don't piss off all the duke fans (laughs) that are out there on our our podcast uh we're gonna move on let's talk about groundhog day the movie here we are um yeah as we shared the bit is every groundhog day we release a new episode of us talking about groundhog day uh the movie and and you know everybody's favorite holiday about a rodent predicting uh, the weather there's been past episodes where we've talked about kind of the history of the movie and the history of groundhog day itself you know before there were meteorologists and and technology to help us predict the weather and forecast whether we're going to have rain or snow uh people in the 1800s and before uh, would find every reason they could to help them predict what the winter or weather Mm -hmm. or spring is going to look like. They read the heavens, they read the clouds there. They try to read the tea leaves there. They even have groundhogs checking their uh, shadow to see if there's going to be six more weeks of of winter. And I'm sure Jennifer doesn't want six more weeks of winter. (laughs) I don't know if you're seeing your shadow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but but this movie, yeah, it came out in 1993. Is Harold Ramis uh, famous for for Ghostbusters uh, as well? And and some of the history around this is that um, there there was a writer. Uh, what's the writer's name? He is um, one of the writers. Uh, Danny uh, Rubin was was reading the Anne Rice vampire book and reflecting on immortality and time loops and what if you could just live your life forever? Would I? would that devalue the meaning of it if there were no like rules or moral um boundaries on your life that you could just do whatever you want and nothing would happen you just leave the same day over and over again so we want to write a movie and reflect on those kinds of of themes and so they were like we want to do a holiday movie and 
um, they started thinking about it. And really the vision was let's, let's make a, a Christmas movie that's of the same vein and popularity as it's a wonderful life or a Christmas story, all those kinds of things. Let's, let's do this. And people are going to watch every year, but then they kind of realized the trappings around the holidays and, and what that could look like. So they just picked a random holiday that perhaps there's no trappings around it, uh, that, that no baggage uh, to those kind of um, holiday movies. So why not pick as neutral a holiday as you can? Groundhog Day. And Bill Murray is in this movie. Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, uh, fantastic um, uh, cast there. So so that's the movie itself. Um, you can go, uh, friends out there watching, listening, go to Wikipedia, go to IMBD, check out some of the history around this movie. It's, it's a fascinating history uh, in terms of how it was created and, and what happened after. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the movie itself and also our relationship with the movie. So, so Kevin, when was the... Uh, the first time you saw this movie or what's your relationship to this movie? So this movie came out when uh, the year I was born. So I did not see it in theaters, uh, but, uh, but it's a kind of cool thing. I mean, that's like, I, I always like looking at what, you know, popular iconic pop culture stuff came out the year I was born. Um, yeah. This and Jurassic Park were two of the biggest uh, movies that year. And I saw, I'm trying to think the first time I saw it, I was either high school or early college, watched it on DVD with my dad. Um, and I've seen it multiple times since then. Um, but yeah, it was somewhere around then. So like late teens, early 20s, I want to say. Um, and it's one I would love to see in a theater at some point, because even with people who have like seen it a thousand times, I love watching classics on the big screen. And this one really lends itself. And, and particularly for a comedy, like it has that cinematic flair to it that, uh, you know, you, you talked about Harold Ramis directing. This was his direct first big directorial feature. He was a prominent writer and actor prior to this. And, you know, he does make an appearance in the movie. Uh, and, you know, prior to that, he would, he started writing for like the National Lampoon magazine and then was a co-writer on um, Stripes, Ghostbusters, a lot of iconic comedies there. And this really pinpoints his um, just brilliance as a filmmaker and a storyteller and, uh, oddly, I know you said you mentioned some of the stuff that happened outside of the, but, um, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but this was a, a um, pivotal moment for him and Bill Murray. They actually had a big falling out um, right. during the making of this because, you know, they were friends up until the point, but Harold Ramis had never directed Bill Murray before. And, um, you know, again, not to get too much into the kind of, but um, Bill Murray has been known to be kind of difficult to work with from depending on the person. And so, this was one where they had a big falling out, but I do think it's cool that there was reconciliation toward the end of Hal Ramis's life. Um, and they were able to talk again. And um, after Hal Ramis passed, Bill Murray gave a big um, shout out to him, I think at an Oscars or one of the award shows, but um, that's just a little bit. So you can tell yeah. I'm a big nerd about this movie. I like, I know a lot of the stuff yeah. in behind it, but, um, but it is just so iconic. It's funny and charming, but I like the, what you said about it being, kind of a Christmas movie in the sense that it has that, you know, profound moral compass to it. Um, and a lot of themes that you often see in holiday movies. Um, but it's, you know, on this day and, and it kickstarted a bunch of time loop movies, some better than others. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so it's just really iconic, but yeah, that, so that's a little bit on my background. Um, but you know, it's one I really enjoy and, um, and I'm really curious to get, Jennifer's perspective, I teased this a little bit earlier, but I think you have a really unique perspective coming here today um, that I'm really excited to hear. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
so, yeah. your relationship. <laughs> yeah. So um, let me share mine real fast. And then I'm gonna go to you. Go ahead. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so I, you know, I, I definitely saw this in the theater the oh. year you were born, uh, Kevin. So yeah, I was in college. Some friends of mine went out to see this movie. Big Bill Murray fans, uh, of course, love Ghostbusters and all his other uh, films that, that we love. And so after this movie, I remember after seeing this movie that we were like, oh man, like that, let's live life to its fullest. Like life is a gift. Yeah. Let's go for it. And yeah. it just kind of moved us and, and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, 1993, uh, I saw it in the theaters and, uh, you know, it seems like every year I, I when it comes on TV or, or on TNT or something, um, I, I can't not, not watch it if it's on the TV. So I'll, I'll keep watching when it, when it comes on. So yeah, that, that's my relationship with me. Jennifer, you have a little bit of a different story there. Uh, when did you first see this movie and what's your relationship to it? Um, I don't know. I don't think it qualifies as a hookup, but it was 24 hours ago. <laughs> I first saw the movie. Um, I remember seeing the previews growing up. So I was like nine or 10, depending mm -hmm. on what part of the year it got released. Um, but I also have like, I don't, I think it got hyped so much that I didn't, ever want to see it mm -hmm. like you know how everyone was like ted lasso ted lasso oh my gosh you have to watch ted lasso yeah yeah so I, yeah I, mm -hmm. I waited and waited um and i really wasn't gonna watch it until someone i trusted was like no like you really need to watch this it's good yeah <clears throat> so yeah just checking it out oh but i I'm so excited to hear your thoughts and stuff. And be totally honest, because I like that's the thing about the like, I, I totally agree when you hear like, oh, my gosh, you have to like it. And like, it's like you're being judged if you don't like it or something like that. So <laughs> I'm, you know, like that, like I understand the hesitancy with like iconic movies and shows like that. You know, you feel so much pressure. Um, so I'm really just interested in getting your honest opinion and, and all of us, too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah, yeah. let's start there. This this movie, you know, definitely has some some staying power. I mean, we're doing an episode about it every every year mm -hmm. about it, but but it comes up around this time of year, and it's a classic Bill Murray uh, movie. Jennifer, all right, it's fresh on your mind. You saw it yeah. yesterday for the first time. Yeah. No geek shaming. That's part of what we could try to model here at Systematic Geekology. Be honest with this. What's it. your initial thought of of this movie? Were you like, Will? Why did you make me watch this? Or were you like, Man, it changed my life. Where are you on that spectrum? Um, I appreciated the like philosophical piece of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it. It felt very white male gazy. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and it was really hard. I mean, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so I wasn't surprised, but <clears throat> it was really hard to like watch when he was like trying to make out with um, Rita and you know, like, um, trying to force her to like stay and have sex. So I was like, Oh, this is painful. Like, no, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. But, um, there were some, some parts that were, I think they're worth their weight. I might show a clip if I were going to do a discussion about it, then uh -huh. watch the whole movie. 
Ah, okay. There you go. There you go. We'll get yeah. to some some moments and, and clips in a moment if there are some moments that really stood out for us. But that that is fresh eyes to look at. Like, yeah, there's a transformation process. There's there's a comedy about this. There's him learning and growing. Uh, but but looking at it with fresh eyes of what was going on in, in the world, what goes on now, like the aspect mm-hmm. of, of like grooming someone yeah. and manipulating them and your power over them so you can get pleasure from them or whatever that, that your selfish reasons, that mm-hmm. is definitely an aspect of that movie that that's there that that appropriately and rightfully does not hold up in terms of mm-hmm. of grooming or manipulating someone just for your own selfish needs so so yeah i, I appreciate that perspective one 100 um kevin as as you kind of thinking about this movie fresh or whatever it, what what is it about this movie that that holds up or speaks up to what shadows is it is it uh, uh-huh. uh showing out there as we watch and see mm-hmm. or a theme that that you take away from from this movie yeah, I think, I mean, the first time I watched it, I did laugh a lot. And like, I, I just love, I mean, and I, and like scenes like um, the friend, for, or not a friend, but the guy he knew in high school that Percy's a mm-hmm. Phil, Phil Connors. Like, yeah. I always liked that guy's voice and stuff. And there were moments like that. I love the Jeopardy scene. Um, I love the one where when he's like, no, 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 Jeopardy. And then I love the one like toward the end when, when he's getting like bored of being stuck in the time loop. And he just goes around and tells like the life story of everyone in the cafe. Um, that right. one was really funny. But so I think the first time it was just like a lot of laughs. And I'm sure the philosophical angle stuck out to me in some way, but not that much as like, you know, a teenager, early 20s, you know, what I, but that came to resonate with me more on rewatches. And, um, and it's something I do really like is this idea of like, okay, the, the what helps him, break, what allows him to break the time loop is he comes to a point of instead of caring about himself, he starts to care about others. And, um, and it's done, you know, over a long time, like he's incredibly obnoxious and immature and and self-centered in the beginning. And then, you know, you have this really, um, I think quality arc, but also what Jennifer just said, it's something I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really, I wasn't really cognizant of when I was younger um, about like how creepy, 80s and 90s movies can be um <laughs> that's just like that you know and and that's a lot of the fault of that is just the way media is presented to us it's definitely something i've thought about more as i've gotten older and and it does there's a lot of movies where i go back on and i'm like oh this is like and i mean particularly like there's the stuff with rita but even before that when um he goes up to that woman and like they don't know each other but he makes it like you know he goes and asks her hey what was your um, high school math teacher, blah, 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 and all that, gets all this information on the stranger. And the next day says, Oh my gosh, like, so, you know, we were in Mr. Oh, I don't know his name, but like, we were in that class together. Oh my gosh, so good to see you. All in, in, you know, a lying, manipulative way to get her to sleep with them. It's very creepy. Like, and it's like, and that was a lot of the angle of a lot of 80s movies. And it was just like, Oh, isn't this funny? They're like, you know, basically date raping these, you know, like, I mean, it's, and so I think that's something we definitely need to address with this. So I think there's a lot with a lot of these classics, they can still be great. And there because can still, we can still take things away with them. It's also okay to look at, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that's outdated, outdated here. Um, and not just culturally insensitive, but very problematic. And, um, you know, I like to think we are evolving in some ways there and, um, media is being more cognizant of stuff like that. Um, so that's definitely something I've thought about more, you know, as I got older and 
um, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to deny that I was immature and like, you know, didn't think about it when I was younger, but it's absolutely a factor now um, in watching a lot of media at that time. But, um, but again, I think as far as why it holds up, it is just like the character interactions that, oh, another one of my favorite scenes though, is when, um, he gets pulled over by cop early on and, you know, once he starts embracing that he can do whatever he wants, he's like, yeah, I'll take two cheeseburgers, two fries, like, you know, like, I mean, he just doesn't care. There's funny stuff like that that doesn't involve, like, manipulating people. Um, so there is still some great comedy throughout, and there's some great philosophy, and, um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons it holds up and can still resonate. Um, but, yeah, there are flaws as well, and that's, I think, one of the important thing to look at um, with yeah. any classic is to not be so um, gushing over it for with nostalgic purposes, but being able to look at what's good and also what is very problematic. We interrupt our regularly scheduled podcasting for an important message. My name is Tejas. I come to you today to inform you that for as little as zero dollars and zero cents a week, you could in fact help us by joining our Discord channel. We'd love to talk to you guys there. Uh, there's a ton you can do on Discord. You can hang out with us, talk directly to all of the hosts, ask us questions, uh, get more involved in our community, and join in future watch sessions. Uh, we like to hop in a voice channel and stream something and watch it that way. It's a really cool way to, you know, get that sitting on the couch experience from home and, you know, living a couple hundred miles away from each other. Uh, it is my favorite thing. Uh, I would really appreciate it if some of you joined so we could hang out some more. Thanks. And back to your regularly scheduled podcast programming. Yeah, if it's a it's a time loop movie, and if it's a movie about transformation and growth and learning from your past and who you are and becoming a different person afterward, then then yeah, uh -huh. th it could be also a time capsule of looking at the early '90s and how we're portraying these things and what's problematic. Um, so I'm I'm totally totally with you there. I I think for for me this idea that he starts off as this kind of like burnt out weatherman who doesn't want to go to this town. He he is uh -huh. what does Chris Elliott call him a prima donna, you know, or that yeah. that kind of thing and. And he starts off in that little Airbnb leaving. What are the chances are you leaving today? And he's like, oh, 100%, you know? And I, he, but then as the days go on, the comedy of the repetition of that song, Sonny and Cher in the morning, uh, I've got oh, you, yeah. babe. I got and, you, babe. Yep. And, and I like it that the movie doesn't share or reveal or pull back the curtain to reveal that it's an angel there who's doing it or God or anything right. or, or a wizard or some manipulative thing. It's just this is something that happened that he needed to transform and get himself out of, whether it's a dream or not. It doesn't reveal the magic. It's just a, a day that that repeats itself and he has to learn how to grow. And so at one point, yeah, he gets depressed. He tries to kill himself. That's triggering, too. There's a suicidal uh -huh. mental health, those things. But then then he then he confesses that he's a God. He's like, I am a God. God. She's like, oh, my Lord, like, come on, get out of here. And he's like, no, I'm a God. But then he's broken down that when he can't get exactly what he wants or save a life that he can't, the, the homeless gentleman that, yeah, that's just the cycle mm -hmm. of, of life. The death happens. It's like, no, I want to stop this. He realizes that he's not a God. Um, and then and then he gets to look at to see who the people are on the inside and who they are, not necessarily an object uh, for his manipulation. And so that objectification of others and, and himself, uh, for me, that, that's kind of what resonates for me and why it keeps speaking um, to me in a sense of breaking down the ego and the hubris uh, and, and having a sense of humility and seeing someone who they really are. Um, 
Um, and they do share that, like, what's the, what is the time frame? How many days does it repeat? I don't remember the movie. You could probably count how many days. But they never, yeah, they well, never I, that's the thing. They never really say, I and mean, you get the sense that there are like stuff, there's stuff they leave out. So you get the yeah. sense that it's a long time. Um, but I don't think they, I mean, there may be, there probably is someone who's counted how many times the movie shows, but I'm guessing there are days that they don't show too, you know? Yeah. To get that good at the piano. Uh, right, <laughs> right. And like, learn, oh, does all the things he learns, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Jennifer, in terms of looking at the movie and there's some crazy moments, were there some moments that jumped out to you that are your favorite or a poignant, you know, or memeable that, that you're like, oh yeah, now, now I kind of see what, what was going on here. Um, well, I really appreciated at the beginning when it was still like, I guess, actual time, I don't know, contemporary, um, just the contrast between him and Rita, like, mm. you know, she was a new producer. She hadn't been there before. And she was just in the moment and like enjoying it and not taking herself too seriously. Um, and he's just like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't want to yeah. be here. This is stupid. <laughs> um, and, you know, not that everything is a choice or there aren't outside influences, but it seemed like as he went along, he kind of thought about how am I showing up in the moment more? Uh. Mm. Um, my personal, I guess, I don't know if favorite's the right word, but the one um, that stuck with me the most was when he was at the bar with those two guys and mm. talking about like, oh, you don't understand what it's like waking up and doing the same thing day after day after day. And they're uh -huh. just like, and I was like, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, yeah. especially just moving to a small town and like, watching him watch and like memorizing and having the timing down and there there's a lot of repetitiveness and um and some of that is life but it's yeah. not exactly the same I appreciate it they didn't make it like everything exactly the same yeah even though yeah. he was having the same day yeah, and they rotate among the among the people. I, I thought about that again this go around. Is this like how many people feel like that they are? It was like I like to think of the question: Is there a day that you would like to repeat? You know, over and over again. Can you? Can you? Can you? I'm sure we can all think of. Man, I wish I could relive that day over and over again. Whether to correct a mistake or just like that one day I was on my honeymoon in Tahiti and I got to surf waves and hang out with Cindy on the beach and da, da, da. I was like that would be a good day to have over and over again. But but then you know who are the people out there working or in their daily lives with they feel like every single day is just the mm -hmm. same day repeating itself and you get jaded you get um cynical you know you're like oh i can't do this anymore for him to see um rita and to see like oh there's someone enjoying their life that yeah they're fresh and maybe naive to to what's going on because they haven't been in the same job they're new producer mm -hmm. but there's something where her posture and how she carries herself and enjoying the cute things the neat things the small things and mm -hmm. the small town um transformed him that was the relationship that transformed him uh and he needed that over and over again um you know it, it is our relationships that we're involved with and entangled there's the drinking game every time i say entangled you know golly uh the, the relationships and communities we're entangled with um is what um has an impact and and uh, transformative powers uh on on us so i i appreciate you lifting up those things is there uh moments for you kevin in the movie that that you remember or stick out that like yeah that's a moment that if i'm going to think of groundhog day that's a moment that i remember uh the most 
I mentioned some of the funny moments earlier that I like when he does like go on on just like, oh, I can do whatever I want and all that. So I love the cop scene. Um, I like, yeah. And then, um, and then later I like, there's like, that's what I like about it is there's different transitions as far as his approach to the time loop. At that point, mm-hmm. he's you know, just embracing the fun of it and getting into trouble. Then later on, it's the monotony and like the, the Jeopardy scene encapsulates that. Um, and then a lot of the scenes with Andy, particularly later on, as he de- like as she calls him out and he does, um, you know, like come to realize like, oh, maybe I should, you know, start to give a thought about other people and not just myself. <laughs> um, so that's and then and I do love the scene when Harold Ramis is there just because it's a great cameo. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, but yeah, there's a lot of great moments there. Um, and and then when he wakes up to the end and he like realizes, oh, wait, oh, wow, the, the day yeah. actually uh, moved, you know, I mean, like when he does break the loop. And because that's a, that's the other thing I like about the movie is like from a philosophical angle, I know, like plot standpoint, they never give an explanation as far mm-hmm. as what is supernatural or, you know, like what's causing um, him to be stuck in it and what sets him free. It's more, you kind of put aside, like, it's a kind of MacGuffin and it's just like saying, okay, he's stuck in this uh, loop and it's more his character changes the outcome. And until he accepts that, um, you know, the things he can, can't change and that he should actually care about other people, that's when it yeah, I love it that Jennifer's dog has opinions too. What's the name of your dog, hey, Jennifer? Let, What's let the name them share. Let them share. It's what? Emma. Oh, God. I thought you said Ramus there for a second. I was like, oh, my gosh. You're kidding me? That would be, <laughs> whoa, that would be like, uh, yeah, Emma, yeah. Emma's sharing her thoughts as dog. Strong opinions also. Strong opinions. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point, um, Kevin. <laughs> what breaks it, you know, because it does play that song, right? But it's a different, he's like, it's another day. But it's their language of like, not, hey, good morning, it's Groundhog. It's, it's different after the song. So you think it's going to be another day, but something changes there. He's like, what? What's going on? And him looking outside and, and seeing the snow, seeing seeing all these things that made the day they different. Jennifer, seeing this movie for the first time, was there like, you, were you asking like, how many days is this going to go? How is this going to break? What what was your like thoughts on on how this was going to change or transform there? And were you surprised at the ending? Because I've seen it so many times as predictable. Yeah. I can I know it by heart. Uh, but but you, what what was kind of the first from fresh eyes? Was it predictable? Was was the ending satisfying to you? Um, it wasn't predictable. I did wonder, especially as he started. Uh, dying by suicide i was like okay I can't, this, yeah uh-huh. I this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. um like how how they were gonna resolve it i didn't really uh I, yeah i didn't have much of a thought about how they were gonna resolve it mm-hmm. i don't know if i miss something uh in terms of his like his character changing but the like transition felt too quick to me uh, yeah mm-hmm. um like you know he was trying to man- especially manipulate her but like you know manipulating a lot of people like we've talked about and then all of a sudden it was like oh i'm fr- i'm friendly with people and i'm not mm-hmm. just thinking about myself and i didn't trust it like that yeah. he was being like it didn't seem sincere uh, um, mm. so i also i just thought about this but you know, okay, so 
he as a, you know, like he comes to this like yeah i'm now a lot more um you know caring about others uh, and then when he does wake up in the time with breaks you know he's there in bed with rita and like they want to like be together that to me it's a very like 80s and 90s thing and all that guy like i mean like oh he like his character changes the therefore he gets therefore he gets the girl get around. i think if this were made today like it would have been different it would have been like his maturity would have led to him being okay with himself rather than like you know they have this kind of like because it is pretty for even though i think as actors they like um him and andy mcdowell had really good chemistry and like that but again like you said he manipulates her through most of the time and then just at the end you know he makes the ice sculpture and all that and um and he's like oh i'm a good person now like and then they have them be together it is pretty i mean and again that was like very common in the like the classic fear <laughs> whereas i think like if that were made today i think it would be more of like oh i'm maybe i'm gonna respect women now and like respect myself and would be content with being by himself rather than um mm -hmm. have the like you know it feels weird to even call it a fairy tale ending because i'm like and eh, they like they kind of hate each other at the beginning and like you know and, um yeah it's just a weird thing so that's again looking back on it this is where mm -hmm. i think it helps to have a modern perspective you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I like that you bring up trust jennifer like the, mm -hmm. the aspect of like relationships are built on on trust and and you okay. know the the intimacy that we have with others is built on on trust and so yeah if you're like at that point you are still at a point watching you're like i don't know if i trust this guy <laughs> yeah. you know and then that all happened in a day uh -huh. in Anna mcdowell's character uh mm -hmm. and then with the next day was going on it wasn't years and years and years and and days over again for her it was, it was something mm -hmm. a little a little different so why would she trust him after just one day of of how he acted the day before? before to that next day and from yeah. her perspective. Yeah. But I think that's that's important. Um but I, I do think it's a, an interesting question and um thought exercise and to look in the mirror and say, yeah, if I could live if I was immortal, if if I lived the same day over and over again, would I change how I acted or where I drove or what I did or what I ate and the the moral boundaries there with with other people, how would I use that time? And and really we're not immortal. We are we are um we we are temporal beings we have to embrace our finitude in a sense that so with our limited time what do we do with this time given to us this gift of life given to us what do we do with this precious time that's so limited and so yeah perhaps we should treat others as we would want to be treated so perhaps we should build trust and do those those things so so those kind of um lessons that this movie brings out i think i think is important even if it is a time capsule like early 90s and how you do those things i think yeah. <laughs> Uh, one, 100%, 100%. So, all right. So, um, you share a little bit, Jennifer, about, um, you know, in terms of perhaps if you were showing this to your church as a moral lesson, you would probably show clips rather than the whole movie, but what from your, like, how would you rank this yeah. movie? And then would you recommend this movie to a friend if, with all the hype around it? What, where, what would you um, say? I, I would rank it low for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, it would not be in my top 10 or 20 or 30. Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend it to a friend with a particular sense of humor and a charitableness, uh, in viewing <laughs> to like be able, you know, I think Kevin, you're a good example of that. Like, 
you can appreciate it for the time it was made yeah. in and sure. when you saw it originally. And you can also see uh, thinking about it now in your life. So, yep. yeah. But I don't know. I have conversations about the stuff the movie brings up in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, like people I'm good friends with, like we have deep conversations. So, mm-hmm. I think that's part of why. Um, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's fun to watch, but yeah, yeah I'm probably yeah. not geeking out on it. Maybe that's the way to say <laughs> On the it. geek meter, oh, on the geek okay. meter is, is the low geek meter. Well, um, would you say like other Bill Murray, are you Bill Murray fan or like Bill Murray? Is, is he your ta- uh, cup of tea when it comes to humor? He is not my cup of tea. Not your cup of tea. There you no. go. That's a big part of it. I that's did wonder if it's like a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah. I what I was born in '83, so yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's some of it. Gotcha, Kevin. How about you? Rankings, recommendations. Where where are you at with uh, and 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 on your level, of Bill Murray fandom? Where where are you? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like that's the thing. Like if you'd asked me like ten years ago, I would have like ranked it really high. Yeah. Again, re watching, re examining. Yeah, there's points I would take away from it, but like I'm still like I'm of the opinion that I like still going back and looking at older media, um, that's renowned and like something that's like even not and recognizing okay the cultural and historical context of like when it was made that there is still there's a reason why it stood the test of time, but also yes there is problematic stuff here. So I that's where I would do why I wouldn't make it like you know a perfect i don't call it a perfect film even though i do think it's very good um i also think it's you know got issues too i see and with a caveat with that i would recommend it but i would also add to if i could recommend watching for people like i've never seen Groundhog day i would say watch this and then go watch the movie palm springs which i think is like the best time loop movie since then i don't know if you've heard of it it was a it's a hulu original that came out in 2020 um, with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, um, the like the mother and how I met your mother. That one is excellent. It's like a sci-fi comedy that does the type of thing. The different, or one of the big differences is like not just deciding everything, but it has both characters that get caught in the time loop together. So like it kind of removes that like creepy barrier, you know? Like they're both caught in together. They're in this existential crisis trying to figure out. Um, like I mean, the, I think the guy. If I remember, I've only seen it once. I really liked it. I need to revisit, but like. Um, I think Andy Samberg's character gets in it first, but then Christian Milioti gets in it too. And so they're both working through it together. And it's the day of mm. her sister's wedding. Um, and there's real and so I think it's like a perfect build on what Groundhog Day did with the philosophical stuff, and it brings it into a modern context and does it really well. So I recommend watching both of them and looking at it, even though, you know, they're two totally different movies and like um, you know, different times and everything like that. And um, it's not technically a remake, but, uh, but he draws on a lot of what Groundhog Day did and gives it an update. Um, so I recommend watching both of those, but, uh, but yeah, it's still one I highly recommend because, um, and I understand if like, you know, people who are just like not comfortable watching like eighties and nineties comedies for the reasons we discussed, I totally understand that and respect that. Um, but if you're able to look at it from that perspective and like, say see look at what objectively what works and what doesn't um and what is not each well at all um i think it's important to look at because it is 
a really iconic comedy. Um, and there, you know, there's a reason it's resonated for some people. As far as Bill Murray fandom, um, like it's also mixed because I don't really like Bill Murray as a person. Like I know he's had like really like there's, there's like creepy stuff about it, like in news and stuff like that. But I do, I, I mean, I do love a lot of his movies and his comedy. Um, particularly mm-hmm. the ones I would when you were the rec- for recommendations of like other Bill Murray movies, the ones I would pick would be Stripes, which I think is pretty hilarious. It also has some problematic stuff in there, but it's also just like relentlessly funny and goofy. Um, that's where him and Harold Ramis go into the military um, and they're terrible at it, you know? And like, um, there are some great moments in that. Um, the other one is Rushmore, which is like one of my favorite Wes Anderson films. Um, and I think he's pretty great in that. Um, so yeah, those, so it's like mixed. I, yeah, I like, I'm aware of a lot of the problematic stuff about him as a public figure um, that I obviously don't think on. Um, but he is a comedy icon and I do, I mean, of course, I love Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, yeah, so there's still a lot of the classics I love. And uh, I think he has, he has more range as an actor than you might think. Um, so that's why I would, you know, look at some of the Wes Anderson performances. And um, there's still a few I haven't seen as far as like the dramatic roles. But uh, yeah, that's why I know that's a long way to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, you can't talk about Will Murray and then like have a short, quick answer. You know, some of that's like, no, yeah, no. Um, he's a complicated. Wasn't there like a Netflix show of of him of like uh, Bill Murray's uh, sightings, like almost like apparitions, like he would just show up at like people's houses or yeah, parties. I think I've heard about that. And, yeah, and done that. Like he he hung out or lived in Charleston for a little while. Bill Murray, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, you know, uh, we'll be happy to have you come on Systemic Ecology and and clarify things. But I think I don't even think he owns a phone. I think people don't even know how to get in touch with him for things. Yeah, like he, there's certain things that mystery huh. around that. Like I grew up on Bill Murray movies from from the 80s, and of course Ghostbusters uh, was just um, one of my my top favorite movies of all all time. And then um, and then when this came out, saw it in the theater, and and other Bill Murray movies. There's there's that. Um, yeah, I would say you know. My sense of humor is right around Bill Murray's, you know, and uh, we're we're there. I'm I'm a quirky uh, dude when it when it comes to that. So so yeah, I would I would recommend it. But again, like like Jennifer, you look at it through a lens, and what is it speaking to? It's a time capsule of a certain time of of how people are being treated, or or even what they thought was funny. But then those timeless questions that it lifts up um, about, you know, what what's the gift of life? What do we do with our time? I'm I'm right there. So I would I would recommend it. But then of course, like with everything, say all right. Consider Consider it's uh, uh, do some text criticism. Do consider yeah. its cultural yeah. its cultural yeah. <laughs> significance and when it right. when it was done. And so, so yeah, there, there we I go. Just, I think we should writing down Palm Springs as as when I like Andy Samberg yes. a lot. And so uh, you you it's a great that, movie. Okay, um, I I got that one right there. And I I think time loop movies and what you do with time is is always fascinating genre when it comes to that. So uh, there and that movie like it. It wasn't planned to like when it came out, when it did, but it came out in the summer of 2020 during the height of the pandemic when like when it could not have been more relevant. And like, I mean, obviously it was made before that. So it's pretty wild. But um, but yeah, that's a really good one. And um, I know I agree. I just like I think with stuff like this. Yeah, I'm I, I agree that like we should be able to look at things from, you know, an objective critical lens and look at, um, you know, uh, like older movies and shows is like what they are and you don't have to like even the ones like this that a lot of people have a reverence for you don't have to find flawless you can look at and see okay this work this is just not um so i think it's important to like not put every classic on a pedestal and be able to look at it objectively 
Yeah, and right, like even like Star Wars, like Star Wars of the day was like faster and intense, and yeah. people couldn't believe what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And this is yeah. coming after like 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. But you know, I have kids of today going back and watching Star Wars, like, wow, this is moving so slow. What's going on here? Like, no, you don't understand. It's the greatest movie ever, and it's going so fast. So, so there, there, there's that. Yeah, well, friends, um, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of Suspicy Galaxy. Uh, I know Emma did. And we are um, going to uh, wrap this thing up. We want you to smash that like button and share it with a friend or an enemy. We, we're all about sharing with enemies as as well. And uh, let us know, like, what are your thoughts on Bill Murray and Groundhog Day? What are, what are your thoughts on, on those things that, like, really kind of tap into uh, life and the gift of life and what we would do with the time that we're given? Uh, so, so hop in on our social medias and on the message boards and, and let us know. We're happy to engage and, and have a conversation. Uh, with you and you know I don't know if you're seeing your shadow today out there in the world or if you're haunted by your shadow or if you want more winter or if you want summer to get here as fast as it can uh, wherever you are on on that spectrum know that that you are loved that we care about you and that uh, we hope that you will share the faith and share the geek Hey guys, Christian here to talk about our Captivate options. That's when you send us a little extra money to just help us along with our projects. But what do you get by giving us that extra money? Well, you have access to any future online D&D campaigns. You get extra bonus question content, which we do at least 48 times a month. You can make a one-time donation here of any amount to help support the show. This helps us with our overhead. That includes the editing software that we use, the recording software that we use, the marketing that we have to do for the show, the equipment that we all need to, use to help out with the show, and more. So thank you for what you do. Head out to Captivate. Help us out. We really appreciate what you do. See you later. Be sure to check out other Anazal Ministry Podcast AMP Network shows. You can see the whole network in a single feed if you're on Spotify or you could go to Apple Podcasts and find the Anazel Ministries Network podcast, the AMP Network Network. Yeah, there's just a network on Apple. You can follow the whole thing. You'll get shows like The Homily, where Pastor Will goes through his homily messages. It's literally just Pastor Will sermons, guys. It's great. You also get access to the Whole Church Podcast, where TJ and myself interview leaders from across different denominations and backgrounds to work towards a more full church unity. You can See My Seminary Life, where Brandon Knight discusses his experiences at seminary and then discusses seminary topics so anyone can have access to knowledge available to seminary students. You also can see Let Nothing Move You over there, where Christian Ashley goes through the Bible in a Bible study type fashion and explains the whole biblical narrative. I also have a show on there, The Dummy for Theology, where we discuss various theological topics in an attempt to show every side of the discussions, leaving you with more questions than answers. There's also the Bible After Hours, where the foul-mouthed preacher goes through the Bible from a more progressive view to challenge the status quo of the modern church. Finally, you can hear The Clydes, where Taylor and Elizabeth Clyde go through weekly discussions in a devotional conversational style method to help us all get closer to one another and to God.